going to be an overflow. There is always going to be an overflow. And this house has been permeated, has been saturated with the glory. So you have to understand when you walk into a place like this one, the ground, the walls, the infrastructure, the place has been saturated with the glory. For years, it's been saturated with the glory. And the glory can saturate things and places. Imagine the glory of God was still locked in Elisha's bones. And remember when that dead man fell on Elisha's bones? Remember that story in the Bible? What happened? He was raised from the dead because the anointing was still resting on Elisha's bones. Isn't that powerful? When you understand that the anointing can get a hold of something and rest on it, that is the power and the essence of God. Well, I, I've, been, uh, I've been delighted to preach here. I've been just enjoying it. I'm so excited for what the Lord is going to do in this place. This is going to be a house of worship and a house of signs and wonders. This is a house of wonders. But what I was sensing in the spirit, Pastor Lily, um, I just heard in the spirit, like the worship in this place is going to be so heavenly. And so powerful. And like people are going to have encounters when they walk in. And, and I know you guys do a lot of prayer. One time I went to a church in Indonesia. And you know they have mega churches over there. And I went to this mega church in Surabaya. And uh, I was walking around the building. And I could hear people praying everywhere in different rooms. You know Indonesians, Koreans, they love to pray. So I could hear people praying and I went past this room and there was like a hundred people praying in the spirit. And then I went to another room and like 300 people praying in the spirit, ladies and young men and women, and they're all praying in the spirit. Then we went into the main sanctuary and I'm walking with the apostle. By this time, he's probably in his maybe 70s, great man of God. He led the revival in Surabaya. And I'm walking with him. I'm walking with a general in Surabaya, Indonesia. He's showing me this large auditorium that can accommodate 60,000 people. And I'm wow. walking with him, and we get to the first row, and he's sitting there, and I'm sitting next to him, and you know, I just felt like asking him, what is the key to sustaining this revival for years and years and years? What has been the key to keep this growth? And to keep this church so wonderfully anointed and, and going for so many years. And he looked at me. His name is Alex Abraham. He looked at me. He said, prayer has been the key. Prayer. I was hoping that he was going to give me a, you know, a, a 10 point sermon or that he was going to give me a number of keys or he was going to give me an equation of some sort that he was going to like blow me away with this answer because I know prayer can blow anybody away. But you know, I was expecting something more technical and, but no, that is the key. Prayer, worship. So I see this place saturated with prayer and I see this place like a lighthouse to the nations, to England, but also to the nations. And I see worship. That's what I heard in the spirit last night. That worship, like this place is going to be a place of worship. And whenever people walk in here, they're going to hear worship. Like, I don't know if you guys are meant to do that or, 
or you're going to have worship teams coming here all the time, or you have like this passion for worship, but I see like this place is going to be like almost like IHOP. You know, have you heard of uh, the International House of Prayer in Kansas City? Like this place is going to be an ancient well of prayer that is going to be reopened. And people are going to come from all over the UK and all over the world. And it is time, the Lord says, to redig the well. It is time. It is time. Because what has been deposited here, the world needs to know it. And the world needs to come and taste it. Come and taste the goodness of God. Come on. Come and taste the goodness of God. Amen. When the Lord calls you, he's going to equip you. When the Lord calls you, he's going to give you the word. I remember when I was called to ministry. I was 11 years old, and uh, my dad at this point hadn't come to the Lord, but he was supportive of me, and uh, he saw my passion. I enjoyed passing out tracts, giving out tracts to people. I was uh, a preacher uh, in my early stages, a street preacher. So I would go out there, jump on the bus, preach the gospel. My mom knew, you know, every time she heard this little boy getting up and being loud, that was, that was me, you know. And uh, sometimes she felt a little confronted by it, but I was filled with this fire. I was a street preacher, you know, and I would go to the streets and the communities knock on the door. If people didn't open the doors, I would like, you know, put the track underneath, you know, like I would get it somehow under the door. And uh, I wanted to make sure that people would get the message. And uh, I would preach to anyone, even uh, to the cats and the dogs in the street. I was so passionate. I wanted everyone to come to Jesus. I was so passionate. I was reading all these books and I was watching all these videos. And even though I was in a PK and my dad, was an alcoholic, and I had to stand in the gap and pray for him for many years. I prayed for my dad's salvation, and I actually led him to the Lord when I was 12. He came to one of my and I was preaching, and even though he was traveling with me, and I was a boy preacher, and we were traveling together, and though he was not a believer, he was not fully convicted and fully, you know, sold out for Jesus, he kept uh, coming to the services, and he would like go and, uh, you know, ask people, interrogate people. Was that real? Did God really speak to you? Did uh, that prophecy, was that really accurate? Like he wasn't sure that all the manifestations happening in those churches were actually real because he had a heart of stone and God had to deal with him and strip him off his idols. He had two bars and I used to go into his bar and sneak out at night and give out tracts to the clientele. And, uh, you know, I used to write my own tracts, um, you know, some napkins, uh, Jesus messages, and I'll put them in my pocket, and I will go into the bar, and I will go and evangelize the clients and give out the tracts. And my dad would get so mad, like, what are you doing? You're going to shut down my business. You know, one time he confronted me. He basically was, you know, screaming uh, like, what's going on? What's wrong with you? You're going to shut down my business. And I said, Dad, you don't know this, but we have been praying for the Lord to shut down your business. <laughs> so my mom and I, we were prayer partners, and 
We would get up in, in the morning, around five o'clock in the morning, we would go to the bar and anoint the property with oil. And as the Lord, you're going to shut down this bar in Jesus' name. You're going to shut it down. And then two years later, God used uh, a situation, an accident. Uh, a boss, you know, had uh, no brakes and came and hit the bar, you know, the, the, business, the, the property and destroy the wall. And thank God nobody was standing in the way. Nobody was harmed or injured. But uh, the business started to struggle financially. And God began to strip all the idols, the money, the pride, the selfishness. And he came to Christ a year later. See, God has to deal with people. And God had to deal with my dad. And, and uh, I remember he was very supportive. And uh, he loved uh, seeing me going out, preaching. You know, I would like get lost in the crowds when they had the big Jesus rallies. I would get lost in the crowd and they would have to find me. And the only way to find me was through the speaker, you know, and they would have to announce my name and say, well, there is a missing boy right here. Come and get him like Jesus, you know, like I would just go get, get like I'm talking about a, a crowd of 5,000 people and I would just get lost in the crowd and my parents would be looking for me for hours. I would give them a hard time because I was like passing out tracts and evangelizing everyone in the crowd. You understand? So I was radical. I was a radical kid for Jesus. I had this fire for Jesus. You know, I told you I was preaching to my toys and I was preaching to everything that was set before me. But um, I never, I had never preached outdoors. And this missionary, my dad met this missionary, he went into this bookstore and I, I, I'm going to tie this with my message. I'm, I'm going somewhere with this story. So my dad saw a pile of tracts and even though he was not yet a disciple, he was not yet converted, he saw the, the tracts and he read them and he went to the missionary and he said, well, I have a son who likes to pass out tracts. Would you give me some? Would you let me buy some? And the missionary, obviously, he felt like this was a divine appointment, so he began to question him, why do you want those tracts? What for? So my dad told him my story and how I was healed and how I like to pass out tracts and that was kind of my hobby. And the missionary said, well, I want you to bring your son next Saturday. We have a missionary outreach. We have an evangelistic outreach in the park. I want you to bring him so he can help me give out tracts. And so um, the missionary signed the Bible. In fact, tell your son this is going to be a gift from me. And I want him to come here 9 a.m. Saturday morning. I want to see him next Saturday. So anyway, my dad came home with this New Testament, gave it to me. It's like, hey, Alejandro, your first gig. Like, what do you mean? Yeah, like here, your first gig. You've been invited to go out and, and pass out tracts officially. Like you're going to be part of this evangelistic meeting in the park. And so I went there the next Saturday and I'm standing near, you know, I'm standing next to this missionary. He's like six foot tall. And I'm this little kid, tiny, short, 11 year old, you know, looking up. And this missionary is looking down and he's telling me, son, God has said, calling upon your life. He's got a destiny. And today I feel like you need to preach the gospel. I'm wow. going to give you the mic and you're going to preach. I'm not preaching. You're preaching. And I'm like, yes, sir. But I was terrified. I was terrified. I had no idea what I was going to say because I had never preached outdoors, never done an evangelistic outreach in my life. See, I had gone to a lot of 
prayer vigils and a lot of services and a lot of meetings. And I was involved in the church programs and in evangelism, straight evangelism. And I was, you know, evangelizing my toys, but I had never preached in front of a hundred people or more. Never done a crowd, anything like that in my life. So when he gave me the mic, I remember it was in this public park. He gave me the, the, the mic and he said, well, son, come and he introduced me. I, I, I want to, this is so powerful because when he called me, he said, I, I want to uh, invite this young man who has a testimony. God healed him of a deadly tumor and he's going to tell you the story. So he introduced me officially like I was the guest speaker. Even though I was 11, I was unknown. I was nobody. I was this, this, this child with a lot of dreams and fire in his heart. And then he introduced me. He gave me the mic. And I had no idea what I was going to say. And I began to tremble. And people are like, wow, that boy is anointed. Look at him. He's shaking. He's shaking. That boy has a fire. I mean, look at him, you know. Because back then, when you were shaking under the anointing, that, that meant you are anointed, you know. Now, remember those days? Remember those days? That was uh, something in the body of Christ where you, know, you, you were shaking. You were under the anointing. So, ah, boy is anointed, but I had no idea what I was going to say. I was like, yeah, I was a mess. I was a shaky mess. And then I looked up and, and, and the Holy Spirit came upon me. And I remember I just felt like this fire. It was like a lightning bolt struck me. And in that moment, I began to speak with boldness and all the fear left. And I preached for 45 minutes. I had been to Bible school and I had known you know, all these sermons, you know, for, for many years, but I didn't, I, I wasn't prepared, you know, I had no idea what I was going to say. I had never preached a sermon in my life. I had preached out in the streets. I knew what, you know, the simple message of the gospel is all about, and I could share to people about Jesus, and I could tell them about my healing, how God healed me of a deadly cancer, but I had never preached a sermon. I remember I preached the message of Jesus is the way, he is the narrow way, but if you come to him, you will be saved and you will be radically changed. And I remember seven people came forward with tears streaming down their face. And that began a revival where more than 400 people later on, six weeks later, were attending this revival. And they were out in the park celebrating Jesus. And that's how God launched me into full-time ministry. Never, never underestimate what God is going to do in your life. Come on. Never underestimate it. Because when God will, when God plants a seed, that seed is going to grow and become a tree. It's going to become, a, a man, a mighty harvest. So my message this morning is you have a, a seed in your hand. And that seed is going to become a harvest. And I want you to open your Bible in the book of Joel. I don't know if preachers have a hard time preaching here. But the anointing is so strong. I mean, you guys are already used to the anointing here, but when somebody new comes, you have to understand this is a new level of glory. So the Bible says in verse 25, Thank you, Lord. Actually, I'm going to read verse 24. Joel chapter 2, verse 24. And this is going to lead us to verse 28. The threshing floors will be filled with grain. The vats will overflow with new wine. 
and oil. I will repay you for the years the locusts have eaten, the great locusts and the young locusts and the other locusts, and the locust swarm, my great army that I sent among you. You are, and I want you to read verse 26 and believe it. You will have plenty to eat until you are full. And you will praise the name of the Lord your God who has worked wonders for you. Never again will my people be shamed. And then you will know that I am in Israel, that I am the Lord your God and that there is no other. Never again will my people be shamed. Verse 28, and afterward I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams and your young men will see visions. Even my servants, all my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there will be deliverance. As the Lord has said, even among the survivors whom the Lord calls. Amen. So number one, God is going to give you seed. And seed speaks of a new beginning. And see, what God is doing right now, he is resetting the church. He's resetting people's lives, ministries after COVID. What God did, God pressed that reset button. And many people had to start from scratch. Many people had to go back to their beginning. Many people had to go back to their first love. Because what God is doing right now globally and in the body of Christ, he is resetting the church. And that's why we are seeing a lot of things being rebuilt again because God did away with the old model. He did away with the old template. He did away with the old way of doing church. See, because we were accustomed, not here, but many churches around America and all over the West and even all over the world, we were becoming more and more commercialized. We were, we were becoming more and more technical. We were becoming more and more, you know, um, we were becoming almost like an institution. And I'm talking about the, the Pentecostal movements. And that's why we lost track and we started, you know, doing a lot of things that were church inward a church focused instead of reaching the lost and so that's why we lost a lot of people and that's the reason we stopped growing and if you look at the statistics the church the pentecostal church hasn't grown in more than a decade even though it was the fastest growing movement a decade ago and see because we became focused in our needs and in, in, in just enjoying revival and having a wonderful time with the Holy Spirit. And we were known as the Holy Rollers and you name it. And we had all these different labels and we had so much fun with the Holy Spirit. See, but the anointing is not for you to just have fun, have a great time, get slain in the Spirit. You can get slain 80 times in the Spirit, but if you are not reaching the lost, if you're not laying hands on the sick, and if you're not going out to the broken and the needy, if you're not making a difference in this world you can roll on the ground all you want that God is not going to just leave you there you can't settle for the experience you gotta carry the experience and take it to the world because God is gonna become the God of the manifestation when you become come on when you become a carrier of the manifestation 
See, a lot of people want the manifestation. They want the power. They want the anointing. But my question is, what for? Do you want the anointing just to, you know, suck on the anointing, just to eat the, uh, the fruit of the anointing, just to, you know, like a baby, just to grab the bottle and just drink milk, you know, 24-7? Do you want the anointing to actually reach the lost and the broken? Because you need the anointing. Because some demons out there, they don't respect you, but they respect the anointing. Hello? See, they, 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 they don't care who you are, but when you carry the anointing, they will see the anointing, and they will see the power of God in you, and they will know that you're not just standing there on your own, but you're standing on behalf of a greater kingdom, and you are standing there because God has sent you, and God has bestowed you with the anointing. So there is a new beginning in the church where God is taking us back to our first love. Come on, God, take me back to my first love. God, take me back to those encounters. God, take me back to that place of conviction. God, take me back to that place uh, where I remember when I got born again uh, and I didn't want to stop going to church uh, and I didn't want to stop reading my Bible and I didn't want to stop listening to those words of, of, of faith and those prophetic words and I was just uh, enjoying it and soaking in the presence of God. Uh, but then I became, uh, you know, a, a church follower and then I began, uh, you know, I began to this lifestyle where I became a customer. Hello? And God is resetting the church. I said God is resetting the church because a lot of people became customers. Oh, let, let's go to uh, this conference and let's go to the other conference. And, and, and God is moving here. And so we're, we're going to... Uh, we're going to jump from this conference to this other conference. And we're going to go from this place to this other place. And, and then, you know, if you look at the last 10, 15 years, we've had so many conferences. I am conferenced out. Personally, I don't want another conference. I want, now I want to see the revival and the outpouring. Now I want to go out there and see the manifestations. See, I can have 30 certificates on my wall, but then I'm going to become somebody who, is, who has deep knowledge of the glory, who has deep knowledge of the things of God and ministry. But the knowledge will not make you a soldier fighting in the battle, going out to the trenches, standing in the gap, and standing for Jesus is what is going to make you. And it is what is going to turn you into a soldier. God is enlisting you for such a time as this. God is recruiting you for such a time as this. God is calling you by name for such a time as this. There is a seed of a new beginning that has been planted in your heart. And it's going to grow and become a harvest. Come on somebody. So all these years, God has been investing in you. All these years, God has been grooming you. All these years, He's been preparing you. All these years, He's been filling you with knowledge and power. But it's time to go from knowledge to activation. Oh, I'm preaching now. Tell your neighbor, it's time to go from knowledge to activation. 
Come on. It is time to go from uh, just sitting in a conference to actually doing it. You know, it's time to go from knowledge to activation. So there is a seed of a new beginning. God has planted a seed. He is resetting the clock. He is resetting things in your life. He is taking you back to the first love because he wants you to be on fire. And he wants you to know that this is the time that you have been chosen to be alive. This is the time that God has put a fire, a flame, a fire in your heart, and you're going to be used by God in a way you have never seen it or known it before, but it is your time. God wants you to be ready. There's a new beginning. Come on, just say, there's a new beginning. I'm letting go of the old. I'm letting go of the known. I'm getting, I, I'm, I'm getting rid of the familiar. I'm getting rid of what I know. See, God doesn't want you to go to the next. He wants you to go to, to, go to the new. I'm going to say that one more time. God doesn't want you to go to, to go to the next move. He wants you to go to the new. See, because the next chapter, the next move, the, the next thing, it, it's, it's what we know, and it is familiar, and so we want the next. But God is saying, no, I want to give you the new. Because, see, God is the creator of all things. His mercies are new every morning. God wants you to experience the new. Because he is a creator. And he's creating new things every day. The universe is expanding. He's creating new things, new, new stars. New, new, new. God is creating. He's a creator. So if God is a creator, why are we stuck in the old? Why are we stuck in the known and the familiar? Because we get stuck in our religious mindset. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to keep singing the same songs. I'm going to keep doing this. But God says, no, I'm going to use you in a way you haven't been used before. I'm going to show you my glory. I may shift you and turn things around. Because see, when Jesus healed the blind, and he had to use, you know, ways that we're not familiar in that context, in that his, you know, time in history. Like Jesus did some things that you would think they were radical, and they were actually radical. Now imagine if we had a preacher coming to Bradford who was healing people with his spit. Like he will like call people forward and spit on people, on people's foreheads and heal them. You know, like that. Imagine if we had a preacher like that. Come and get the Holy Spirit on you. Would you line up and come to those meetings? Or would you stay home and watch it on Facebook? I'm pretty sure you would probably watch it on Facebook. Because you don't want to get nobody's spit, no matter how anointed they are. You don't want to get it on your forehead. But imagine Jesus doing that. He was breaking the mold. He was breaking the templates. He was breaking the spirit of religion. And he was doing some things that were new and were unfamiliar. Yet he was led by the spirit of God to do things that were not contemporary. God is not into the contemporary. God is into the unknown. He is into the unknown. He wants you to break out of the familiar so you can experience a glory in a greater and deeper level come on see we are the ones who like routine we like routine don't we how many of you have a break have your breakfast at a certain time how many of you have a you know oatmeal every morning or cereal every morning you know how many of you have the same breakfast every morning raise your hand 
We like routine. Hello? How many of you have a set routine and throughout the day you go places, you write a, things, you know, a list of things to do. You, you go and you do and you tick the boxes and you have a set routine. And, and I'm not saying routine is bad. Routine is discipline and it's good. But when God wants to do something new, you may need to get rid of the routine so you can step into the new river. So you can step into the new season. So you can step into the new time. Because God is the God of times and seasons. And so when you step under that glory, routine goes out the window. And you'll be able to embrace what God is doing in the now. See, God is healing you in the now. God is releasing you in the now. Yesterday was good. The glory of yesterday was a good glory, but the glory of now is going to be a greater glory. And the glory of tomorrow is going to be even greater because God is preparing you to go along with the season. And as you go along with the season, you're changing and your anointing is changing. And your anointing is going to become relevant and is going to become adaptable to that season because God is changing your mindset all the time. Come on, somebody. God wants you to embrace the new. He wants you to embrace His glory in this time. So the grain, God, that, that, that speaks of a new beginning. Number two, the new wine. God is going to fill your cup. He is going to fill you with a new wine. And that speaks of a new anointing. You're going to carry a new anointing. And that anointing is going to confront the evil forces out there. The demons that have been released in this hour. You know the demons that are now released in this hour. They're not the same demons of 10 years ago. They're not the same principalities of 100 years ago. The demons, you know, this name is becoming more and more wicked. You know, the other day I saw something uh, where they were, um, you know, they, they came out with this movie. And they're going to take it back, actually. And I praise God for that because I posted it on Facebook and I warned a lot of parents. And I said, please don't let your kids watch this because uh, this movie is highly evil, satanic, is absolutely diabolical. You know, this movie of uh, <clears throat> this uh, character having a son, like lesbian character, and this character was the Antichrist. And in the movie, the character is called the Antichrist. And, and, and Disney was actually sponsoring the movie. And it was going to be like an adult movie. Uh, but even though it had the kids uh, theme, you know, it was like a kids show for adults. Have you ever uh, heard of those, you know, uh, like Simpson, like some of those like kids shows that are actually for adults. They're not for kids, right? So anyways, Disney was going to release that, and the body of Christ was outraged. And a lot of pastors and preachers, including me, we went out on social media and we pushed it. And a lot of people, a lot of uh, influencers went out and, and said, this is absolutely evil. This is not acceptable. See, the demons are becoming more bold, and they're becoming more wicked. And they're going out, and they're pr pronouncing their agenda. They're proclaiming their agenda. And the body of Christ, we're still trying trying to work out whether we do this, whether we pray this way or whether we are, you know, more um, subtle or we, we do this or, or, or how we're, how we're going to evangelize while the enemy is like a thousand miles ahead and they're doing a lot of wicked things. But I have good news for you. Greater is the one who is in us than the one who is in this world. And God is going to fast track you and God is going to get you up and running and God is going to celebrate 
accelerate the times. Come on. You are going to catch up with God's agenda. You are going to catch up with God's agenda for your life. You're going to catch up with God's plan for your life. You may have been struggling and you may have been pushing and you may have been stuck, but it is the time and it is the season where God is undoing some things in your life and you're going to break out of the, 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 the place of narrowness and limit, you know, that limited place and you're going to break out and you're going to grow in the spirit. Come on. Come on, somebody. Somebody praise the Lord. Say with me, there is a new anointing for a new assignment. I received that new anointing. Come on. I've been anointed for such a time as this. I've been chosen for such a time as this. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid. I'm not going to walk back, but I'm going to walk forward. I'm not going to be pushed back by the enemy. No, not anymore. Even though I go through the valley of sorrow, even though I go through the valley of sickness, even though I go through the valley of discouragement, even though I go through the valley of despair, I know the Lord is with me and he's going to lead me to the green pastures because I am his, I am, I am his child. And the Bible says, my sheep know my voice and they will follow me. We will be led by the Holy Spirit in this season and we will do some things that you and I think are insane but God is going to lead us to be more bold and more courageous and we're going to use the power and the authority we have been given to step out in faith and we're going to stand before the Jordan River and we are going to split the waters and we're going to walk on dry ground because the Lord has given us the anointing now it is time to claim what you believe God has done it this far. See, God took Elisha on a, on a coaching school. Elisha and Elijah were together and they were working together and walking together and they went through Gilgal, which is the place of salvation. It is a city of refuge. And a lot of people go through Gilgal, they get saved, they get born again, they get discipled, they get water baptized and you know, they're having a good time with God, but they get stuck there and they become customers. Hello? They go to Gilgal, they sit there for 30 years and they never move out of there. And they become customers of the gospel. I'm not called to become a customer of the gospel. I am called to become a disciple and a disciple maker. I am called to be a shaker and a mover. Come on. I am called to be an ambassador. I'm called to be a radical disciple of Jesus. If the world is radical, you know, a few, a, few, a few weeks ago, I was in Colombia, I was preaching. You know, Colombia was swept through this revival, massive revival in the 90s, you know. Colombia has always been known as a place of drugs and crime. And the drug lords lived there. And, and there was a lot of illicit and illegal activity going on in Colombia. And yet the power of God came through Colombia, swept through Colombia, changed Colombia overnight. The churches began to grow out of this mighty move of God that took place in Cali, Colombia. Have you ever seen the video transformations? How many of you have seen that video? Well, this happened in the 90s, right? In the late 90s, God began to move and the breath of God was blowing through Colombia and God was doing amazing things and the churches in Colombia and this is how it happened because I was 
told by one of the pastors in the city of Cali. I went there, actually. I went to preach at a Nazarene church. And, and one of the pastors told me, you know, when we started doing the prayer vigils, nobody wanted to attend, only a handful of us. And so they started getting together, and more and more, more people would come and join and support the, the prayer, the all-night prayer services, and they would come and support it. And then the churches began to unify. And as the, the Lord began to work with the body of Christ in bringing them together, that unity aspect broke that principality because the, the unity was like the key for the revival. So the churches begin to pray together they begin to have services together and they begin to see a mighty move of God and then Colombia experienced this massive move of God where all the small churches became big churches the average size of a church in Colombia is about you know two three hundred members that's kind of the average and then you have churches of 5,000 10 15 30 uh, you know 60,000 I, I went to a church where they have a standing room for a million people you, you, you can actually have one million people in one building. You know, it is amazing what God is doing there. Well, this was before COVID. Well, guess what happened? The church became so used to the revival and the miracles and the anointing, and they became familiar with it. And so what happened is, you know, the church lost lost momentum and then COVID came and COVID shut everything down for two years and then Colombia had a really hard time getting back up getting you know back on their feet because of COVID you know a lot of nations around the world have been just smacked by COVID and the church has suffered and a lot of ministers has suffered tremendously because of COVID because COVID came as a reset almost like a point of reset where the Lord said I had enough of this old culture and this old way of doing church and I want to reset my church and I want my church to step out and become more bold and more courageous and you know more on fire more committed I want my church to step out and step up amen so God almost like he parted this like he like he divided the time now you have a pre-covid church and you have a post-covid church and i believe we are the post-covid remnant if we are standing here is because god has an assignment for us come on how many of you are standing here because God has been faithful and God has been with you all these years? You know, you could have been taken out by COVID, but here you are standing strong. You could have been taken out by COVID, but here you are. You are alive and you're ready to see a mighty move of God. You could have been taken out by COVID, but here you are. You're on fire for Jesus because your assignment is not finished. I said your assignment is not finished. Your time is not up. God has kept you here. He's kept you here. And you think, well, praise God, it's going to be awesome. Yes, it's going to be wonderful, but the times that are coming are going to be testing and difficult. The world is not going to become a pretty place overnight. The world is not going to become a different place. These are difficult times, dark times, testing times. Where only a church that walks in signs and wonders is going to be able to sustain what God is going to do in this time. 
If you are a fickle or a lame kind of believer where you're like one day in church and one day out in the world, you're not going to be able to stand what's coming to this world. But if you're strong and courageous and you're grounded in the word of God, no matter what happens in this world, no matter if there's a GFC or if there is war or if there's a nuclear war, no matter what happens out there, you're going to be standing together with other believers and you're going to see the mighty move of God in the UK. Come on somebody and praise God because the mighty move of God is coming out of crisis I'm going to say it again the next awakening the third great awakening is going to take place out of a critical place you know during the second world war there was a great revival after the war and, and there, there was massive transformation. God did some amazing things. He called great evangelists to go out and evangelize. There was a lot of pain and suffering. Yet God redeemed the time. God is going to redeem the seasons that are coming. The world is going to be living in despair. And they're going to be down and oppressed. And many of them are going to commit suicide and they're going to have suicidal thoughts. But there's going to be an army of people that are going out to the streets. They're going out to the highways and the byways. They know the power of God. They know the resurrection power of Jesus. And they're not sustained by the latest fashion of the church. They're not, they're not moved by the wind. They're moved by the Holy Spirit. They're solid believers. They're mature believers. They know, they believe, and they walk in the power of the Spirit. They don't go by the latest current. They don't go by the latest fashion of the church. They know who they are because they have embraced the covenant of Jesus Christ come on somebody that is you and me tell your neighbor I'm one of those I don't know about you but I'm one of those I don't know about you but I am one of those I'm on fire I'm committed I'm sold out I'm not gonna compromise I'm not gonna give up easily I'm gonna keep running the race because I know God has given me a new beginning God has reset my clock he has reset my strength he has reset my battery he has given me a new battery and now I'm ready to go hallelujah come on he has reset my energy he has reset Set it my anointing. He has reset it. Even my revelation and the way I was believing before. Now I can believe with greater faith. So there was a national holiday and I was driving around this small city, Pasto, driving around the streets, and I saw lines of people going into the bars. The bars were packed with people, and the discos were packed with young people. Generation Z and millennials all going into the bars and I'm crying in my spirit and weeping and heartbroken and I'm asking the Lord where is the revival what happened what happened with the revival and the Lord spoke to me and said they became used to it they became familiar they took it for granted and they didn't run with it and the next generation didn't catch it and that's why you see those teenagers, youngsters going to the bars because they have no hope. Because their churches have become places 
where only there's a program, there's a service, there is something going on, but it's not supernatural and it's not going to change their life. And so this is what's going on in many churches across America, across Argentina and places where revival once swept through. Now, these churches have become mighty, amazing movements. They have huge, mega churches and great buildings, but the fire is lacking and see, that's what happens when we become used to the fire and we become used to revival and we take it for granted. What happens is that fire is going gonna, gonna, to you know, become smaller and smaller and smaller. It's going to extinguish. And we don't want that. You know, Europe went through that. Europe went through a dark season in the 90s where the revival fires were almost extinguished. But I believe God is refueling the fire again. God is refueling fueling the fire again he is igniting the flame again how many of you are ready to stand in the gap and make a difference in this world how many of you are part of this army this end times army that God is going to use with signs and wonders how many of you are going to become chauffeurs of the gospel chauffeurs of the new covenant how many of you are going to become mighty trumpets and you are going to announce the world that there is a living Jesus that he's not dead but he's alive how many of you are going to stand for the gospel and preach the gospel without compromise without compromise tell your neighbor I've been anointed with a new anointing tell your neighbor my time has been resetted I'm younger in the spirit Don't look at me. Don't look at my don't look at my wrinkles and my gray hair and no hair. Look at the spirit that is in me. Look at the power. Look at the anointing. Look at the fire that God has ignited in my heart. It's not going anywhere. I'm going to keep it. I'm going to sustain it. I'm going to stoke the fire. And the only way I can stoke the fire is by remaining close to Jesus. Because he is a carrier. The Holy Spirit is the key. The he is the, the one who holds the key, the key master. The Holy Spirit is the one who is going to teach me and show me the deep secrets of God. Number three. God is going to bless me, not only with a mighty anointing, but he's going to use me. In creative healings and miracles. I've been given a new oil. My cup will overflow with a new oil. You know when you have old oil. I don't know about you. But there, there is an odor. You know there, there is an aroma of old oil. Which is quite unique. And it stinks. You know. It's just not nice. You know when you have old oil sitting there for a long time. You know, it just doesn't smell good, right? Some believers kind of stink. Hello? They stink of old oil. Like, they, 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 they've been in the anointing. They, they've been to meetings. But, but they, they stink of religion. You understand? You get me? You get my drift. Hello? Hello? They, they, they're full of religion. And they stink of religion. You know, they, they don't want to be closer to sinners. 
They don't want to be close to broken people. They just want to jump from one conference to another. You can get all the fire and the anointing and all the weapons and the mighty messages and you can get all the rhema you want, but if you don't do anything with God, you're just going to become a customer of the gospel. And God is not looking for customers. He is not looking for followers. He is looking for people that are going to dig wells. He is looking for people that are going to fight in the trenches. He is looking for people that are going to stand in the gap. He is looking for people that have the key to reopen those doors. He is looking for people that are going to fight and fight in the spirit. And they're not going to give up. They're going to be relentless. And they're going to be anointing lovers they're going to go after the presence of god they're going to become god chasers they're going to become god chasers everything about you is going to be about jesus come on somebody and praise him everything about you i feel the anointing when i say this when people look at you they're going to see jesus when you walk when you talk, when you share the gospel, words are not going to be needed because everything you say, it'll come from Jesus. So you're just going to be an instrument and God is going to use you as a spokesperson. You're going to be standing there sharing the gospel. But the signs and the wonders are going to change the people's hearts. That's what we need. We need a mighty, bold generation going out there, healing the cripple and the lame and the blind and the deaf. And when we go out there and we do what Jesus did, then people are going to believe us not by what we say, but because we carry it. We demonstrate it. See, the witch doctors, they demonstrate it. They're not afraid. They don't shy away. And they are real. Believe me, they are real. They don't just come out on Halloween Eve. Hello? You are one of, like one of those believers that celebrate Halloween. Let me know and I'll say, you know, I'll lay hands on you and set you free. So I don't believe in Halloween. I believe it's a pagan tradition. And a lot of believers in America believe in Halloween. My heart is grieved when I hear people saying, I believe and I'm going to celebrate it with my kids. And I'm going to give out candies and I'm going to, you know, be part of the tradition. And even though I'm not going out there trick-or-treating, I'm still sharing the gospel with candies, and I'm going to dress my kids in customs. I'm like, no, don't compromise. Don't compromise. Witches are real. Witch doctors are real. The, the spiritual realm is real. And the world is thirsty and hungry. They want to see it. And that's why they're lining up to go and see a palm reader. But we need to have prophetic people legitimate people in our churches that hear from God and so the world instead of lining up and hearing palm readers they can come to church and they can get an accurate reading of what God is saying about them come on you know see the world is constantly looking for healers you know I've been called a healer many times are you a healer no I'm, I'm just an instrument I'm just a disciple of Jesus I love serving God I'm not, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an evangelist, but I'm not going to be called a healer because Jesus is the healer. But the world is going out there. They want healers. They want prophets. They want palm readers. They want to know the future. 
because they're terrified. They're living in despair. They watch the news. They watch BBC News. They see what's going on in Russia and all over the world. And they're biting their nails and thinking, my savings is going to be wiped out. And I'm not going to have a house. And, and, and before I know it, they're going to turn off my energy. And before I know it, they're going to turn off the gas. And I don't know how I'm going to heat up my home in the winter. The world is terrified. But I have a word for you, UK. God has given you an assignment. God has given you an anointing. God has given you a mantle. God has given you a fresh message. And God is going to use you in this critical time. Come on. Begin to pray in the Spirit. People are going to knock on your door and say, Tell me about Jesus. I'm freezing in my house. I need the fire of God. I need God to show His power. I'm going to call the worship team to come forward. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. The elders and angels bow. The Redeemer worship you now. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. I want you to reach out to him. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. I want you to raise your hands and begin to sing it. The angels and elders bow. Oh, the Redeemer worship you now. Holy. your hands and sing it out holy 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 are you lord oh the angels in the spirit what I'm going to do is I'm going to place this anointing oil on you 
And this is going to be a sign. I'm going to pray for all of you. And we're going to anoint you with oil. And I'm going to pray that this oil will become... It's, it's almost like the Lord is commissioning you. This is like a sending service. I'm sending you out, out to the world, out to make a difference. And what I'm going to do is pray for you with oil. And I'm going to release the evangelistic fire. And I'm going to release the healing anointing. And I'm going to release the oil. So I'm going to pray for you. I'm not going to soak you with oil. Don't worry about that. I'm not going to pour a bottle of oil and drench you with oil. Don't worry about that. I've been through the, those services. I've been there. They have done it to me one time. I was so anointed. Oil was dripping all over me. I've been in those meetings. One time I fell, not under the power of God, but because there was a puddle of oil. And so I slept. And I met the Lord on my face. Hallelujah. Holy, holy, holy. <laughs> anointing here so Rama come on pray in the spirit of holy 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 do is pray in the spirit now and if I can have some volunteers to kind of maybe move some chairs out of the way holy 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 in angels bow oh the redeemer church raise your hands and worship in the spirit of holy 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 If you want to 
If you want to be anointed, if you want to be sent, if you want to be commissioned, if you want the Lord to touch you and heal you and set you free, I want you to come forward and I want you to raise your hands and worship in the Spirit. Come on, come forward. Raise your hands in the Spirit. Worship in the Spirit. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Come on, raise your hands and worship His holiness. putting a ring and it's the ring of the covenant and the Lord says you're going to step out and you're going to see creative miracles you're going to see things you haven't seen before you're going to be a witness of the supernatural you're going to come out of your shell you're going to come out of your shell you've been under so much attack but the Lord is now breaking breaking through Holy, holy, holy fire. Fire in Jesus' name. Come on. Pray the Spirit. Fire. setting you free you've been looking you've been praying you've been asking the Lord set me free I've been empty I've been so empty and I've been looking for the significance and the meaning in my life and God is healing the wounds that you had as a child because as a child you were rejected as a child you were put aside as a child they put labels on you they they criticized you they spoke they spoke badly against you but today the Lord is healing you and the Lord is anointing you and he is releasing all the stuff that has been kept you all these years the Lord is breaking those chains and the Lord is releasing you for his glory now in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus 
come out, come out, come out in the name of Jesus. Yama Sokotoroma. Come out, come out. I'm, I am commending you now. In the name of Jesus. Evil spirit, come out now. In the name of Jesus. I am commending you now. Ouch! Ouch! In the name of Jesus. Don't block her mind. Don't block her mind. No, no, no. In the name of Jesus, come out. One, two, three. Ouch! In the name of Jesus. Come on, pray the Spirit. Pray the Spirit. Come on, pray the Spirit. The elders and angels bow. The Lord is releasing an anointing oil. And He's anointing you for the supernatural. For the supernatural fire. Come on, pray the Spirit. Pray the Spirit. Oh, holy, holy fire. Fire, 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 fire in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, fire upon you in the name of Jesus. I want you to worship in the spirit. Just worship in the spirit. Come on, raise your hands. The presence of Jesus is coming. Come on, just worship in the spirit. Come on, just begin to sing in the spirit. The Lord is the Lord is doing something here. The Lord is breaking things in your life that have been oppressing, that have been very difficult in your life. The Lord says, I'm getting rid of a photo album, and that album has pictures of your past. I'm getting rid of that, the Lord says. I'm getting rid of the pain. I'm getting rid of all the stuff you went through. Recently, you went through a turmoil. You went through a turmoil. You went through a situation that was difficult, that was very impacting. You went through that and you felt like you were in the eye of the storm. But the Lord says, I was standing there right beside you. I was standing there and I was handing you manna. I was feeding you and I was protecting you. Even when you felt completely broken, I was standing there by your side. Holy, 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 you Lord. Come on, raise your hands and pray in the Spirit. Jesus, holy, holy. 
I am the God of the new beginning. I am the God of the new opportunity. I am the God of this new season that you're stepping into. Let go of the old and embrace the new. For I'm doing something new in your life. I'm embracing, I'm embracing you and taking you in, on a journey where you're going to get to know my love in a deeper way. Recently you went through a lot of, a lot of, like conflict you went through this season that was difficult to push through you went through this season where you had to really be strong you went through a season where you lost confidence but the Lord is renewing your faith and your confidence the anointing is coming on you Shandrama Shandrama raise your hands brother the anointing is on you. She, Shendramaha. Now, when you, everyone, raise your hands and sing in the spirit. Come on, just sing in the spirit, church. Come on, worship in the spirit, church. Worship in the spirit church. Come on, just worship in the spirit church. Something is about to break through in this place. There is a new and a greater anointing. Come on, worship in the spirit church. God is releasing healings and miracles. Come on, worship in the spirit. I see when you worship in the spirit, angels are being released and they are pouring out oil, fresh oil. Come on, pray, worship in the spirit. The Lord. I'm writing it down. I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm giving you the you are waving a flag and I see as you wave that flag the enemies are falling right at your the enemies are falling right the enemy are the enemies are falling oh at your right hand side and your left hand side I see the enemies falling and I see that you will overcome this is a season of victory in a season of harvesting and this is a season uh, of stepping out uh, and receiving uh, what God has been doing. Uh, what God has been doing. Claim it. Claim it. Claim it. Come on, worship in the spirit. Uh, <sighs> 
Come on, worship in the spirit. Come on, worship, worship, worship in the spirit. Come over here, brother. Raise your hands. There is fire baptism. Come on, worship in the spirit. Worship in the spirit. Holy, holy, holy. Fire, 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 fire. More fire, more fire. Come on, come on. Worship in the spirit. Come on, raise your hands and worship in the spirit. Come on, lead us in worship. Lead us in worship. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord? Fire! Oh, holy, holy, fire! Shendra Makatarama, you are a mighty for a long time you've been suffering you have been suffering you've been taking pills you've been doing stuff to get better because you feel lonely you feel depressed you feel like nobody's listening nobody cares but God is saying to you today I care I care and I want you to know that I'm standing by your side even when you feel lonely and you feel like nobody's listening like nobody's watching the lord says i am there 
My angels are there. They're standing by your side and they're holding you. And that's the reason you can kind of have your world together right now. Because you're trying so hard to put your world together, to hold things together. Sometimes you feel like a mess. Sometimes you feel like you don't have the energy to go out to work. You don't have the energy to get up in the morning. You don't have the energy to leave the house. Sometimes you feel like you're absolutely drenched under this like fear, like drained. You're drained. But the Spirit of God is now healing you and setting you free come on pray in the spirit raise your hands the spirit of God is coming on you and the spirit of God is healing you of all depression and all fear and discouragement in Jesus name oh holy oh Oh, come on, pray in the spirit, church. Oh, say with me, dear Jesus. Say with me, dear Jesus. I love you. I surrender my heart. I give you my life. Coming to my life. Thank you for forgiving me, forgiving all my sins. I surrender to you. I give you my life. Come on, raise your hands and pray in the Spirit. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Come on, raise your hands and praise Him. The elders and angels bow. You must say it, 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 it. Holy, holy, holy. God is resetting some things in your life. God is bringing you to a place of a greater and deeper knowledge of who He is and what He wants to do in your life. You've been through a process of brokenness. Everything over the last few months and few years has been upside down. It's like God has been turning things. He's been turning things and they don't make sense. And you do and you do and as you do, you ask the Lord, what's going on? Why is it that I'm not getting the breakthrough? Why is it that I'm pushing through but I'm not seeing the outcome? I'm not seeing favor. What's going on? And you've been tested. You've been tested. You've gone through a deep 
the time of testing and you being like shaken in the spirit but God is preparing you for such a time as this where God is going to give you this I, I see like an armor like God is getting rid of the old armor and he's putting a new armor on you and God says now you're ready now I have this now I have given you what you need and what you have been praying for and I see like an armor like a gold plate like God is giving you what you need a shield a sword he's giving you the armor and he's getting you ready for battle but now it's not going to be in your own strength but it's going to be in the Holy Spirit and you will go on behalf of the kingdom and you will reopen many wells holy holy come on pray in the spirit holy 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 let him go let him go touch him holy spirit holy 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 Lord is going to bless you. He is going to bless your business. He is going to bless what you're doing. He is going to bless the work of your hands. You are creative. You have some crazy ideas. The world is sometimes they laugh at you they say you're crazy you have a big imagination you have big aspirations what are you doing you're dreaming too big but God says I'm giving you an unlimited source of provision and you keep digging my son you keep digging you're gonna find water you keep digging you're gonna find water for I have given you a deep well of knowledge and understanding of your calling you are a anointed for such a time as this you are set apart for such a time as this God has given you a deep hunger to go beyond your limitations to go beyond your limitations for you don't limit yourself you break the mold and you do things that not many people will have an idea they will not even know how to do it but you do it Come on, holy, 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 holy. Evangelists, come and line up. Shorama. Come on, raise your hands and pray in the spirit. God is going to use you and he has used you over the years but he's going to keep using you as a fire starter but you're going to go to other places in Europe not only the UK God says I'm giving you a European anointing mantle and then he's going to go beyond the borders of Europe and he's going to go to other nations and cultures I see you going to Africa soon the Lord is going to open a door in Africa where you will do a crusade and that is going to shift the paradigm of your ministry. You've done a lot of street, a lot of churches, a lot of stuff locally, but God is about to 
He's about to shock you. He's about to take you beyond your imagination. He's about to break the mold and break the, the boundaries. God says, don't keep me in this little box. Or you, you think like ministry should be this way or that way. And God says, I'm going to teach you how to move fast, how to move aggressively. You are an aggressive man in, in, the, in, the, in the natural. You are ambitious. But sometimes you lack of that ambition in the kingdom. And God is going to baptize you with that ambition to go deeper and go faster. And God is going to send you out with a mighty message of transformation. Come on, begin to pray in the spirit. Yeah, my soul. Yeah, my soul. Yeah, my soul. Yama seketerebe, yama sorobo seketerebe. Come on, pray in the spirit, sorobo. Yama sokotoroma. I see you raising up a mighty army. A mighty army of uh, bold evangelists. You're going to go out. You have been going out, but you're going to keep going out. And I see the Lord is going to use you to, to go into really broken places. Places where there is a deep need. And there is a lot of uh, fatherlessness. And even a lot of uh, widows and, and, and mothers that are broken and, and divorced women. And a lot of women that have been through the worst. And I see that you have a word for them. I see that you have an anointing for them. Because your testimony is going to become your platform. And God is going to use your testimony as a platform to release you. And you'll do amazing things. God is going to use you as a Samaritan woman with a message of restoration. With a message of restoration. God is going to restore the losses. You have lost a lot of things. You have lost many things. Many broken relationships relationships many broken things over the years but God is going to redeem your past and he is going to restore you and send you out and send you out come on begin to pray in the spirit I see the Lord resetting the clock and I see the Lord resetting your life and I see the Lord fast-tracking things in your life. Things that you desperately want. Things that you have desperately been dreaming and aspiring and believing for. But you're like, God, I'm, it's too late. God, I've missed it. God, I don't think I can do it. God, I don't think I can do it again. God says, I'm going to restore you. I'm going to restore everything the enemy took away from you. I'm going to restore it. Because you have a message for those those women out there that are broken and desperate like you were. Come on, come on, pray in the spirit. Oh, Ramate, fire. Oh, come on, pray in the spirit. Holy, 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 holy are you, Lord. Yeah, and the 
Dromo Shetre Mayatra Maya Sotro Los Shekhetre Riva Shendra Maha the Lord says, I'm going to send you to like places of refuge, like, like, like refuge areas. I hear refugees, like God's going to send you to work with them, like places where you have refugees or people that are going through a process. God is going to send you to minister to them and preach the gospel to them. And many of them are Muslims. Many of them don't have a clue. Many of them they are just desperate and hungry. You're going into places that are broken and they need Jesus. And God is going to use you in a mighty way. He has placed a mantle. He has placed a mantle on your life. And that mantle is not going anywhere. That mantle is staying on your shoulders. Even though you have been threatened. And the enemy has been trying to shut you down. The anointing is so strong upon you. That you will slay a thousand and ten thousand. Because the Spirit of God. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Come on, pray in the Spirit. Holy, 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 holy are you, Lord. I see this fire like a fire, like a tornado, a fire-nado. And I see the Lord just baptizing you with fire. And you're going to release this fire. And in the spirit you will go to places. And you will break the chains and the shackles. And you will set the captives free. You have a ministry of deliverance too. God is going to use you to work with women that are going through deep, deep issues. Like they're going through stuff. Like they're, they're, they, they have suicidal thoughts. They're depressed. Many of them are thinking of committing abortion many of them are thinking I'm not worthy I'm not worthy and God is gonna use you to go into like these like centers with women that, that, you, that you have known before that you have heard before and you're gonna minister to them and you're gonna share the love of Jesus and you're gonna become a mighty messenger of the gospel and I see like this fire anointing but I also see this mother's heart that is coming out of you even though you're not yet the Lord says God is anointing you anointing you to become in the spirit like you're gonna love this women in the spirit and you're gonna you're gonna embrace them on a journey oh come on pray in the spirit pray in the spirit sure yeah ma ha ha yeah yeah hey 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 come on pray in the spirit Romo say fire oh Romo say Yes, Lord, holy, 
holy, holy are you, Lord. Come on, pray in the Spirit. Holy, holy, holy. Yeah, this is your season. This is your time. You're coming out of the cave. You're coming out of this shell. God is breaking the fear. He's breaking the insecurity. He's breaking that stuff that has been holding you captive. Receive it now. Be set free now. In the name of Jesus. Now. Come on, pray the Spirit. Pray the Spirit. Come on, oh Moshe Ketereba. Come on, pray the Spirit. Oh Sorobo. Yandrama Sorobo. In the name of Jesus, I command the Spirit that has held you captive for so long. In the name of Jesus, you evil spirit of anger, you evil spirit of wickedness, you evil spirit, you will no longer live in this man's body. You come out now. In Jesus' name. Now. Now. I'm giving you an order. You come out now. 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 In the name of Jesus. Come out now. One, two, three. Come out now. Now. No, you're not going to become aggressive. You are not going to become aggressive, devil. I bind the aggressiveness. I bind the aggression. Anyone who is in the ministry of deliverance, keep praying for him. Anyone in the ministry of deliverance, I need to keep praying. But anyone in the ministry of deliverance, pray for him. Pray for him. Anyone in the ministry of deliverance, pray for him. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Only one, only one, please. Holy, holy. Come on, raise your hands. Yeah, my soul. Yeah, my soul, Kotorobo. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, God's going to use you as a mighty ambassador, as a mighty messenger. I don't know, I just feel like there's like a river here, like there's a river, like people step in the river. And they get they just they just get stuck in. They just get they just get immersed. Like they get baptized again and again and again. Come on, raise your hands and pray in the spirit. You've been battling a lot of stuff. In your mind, you have this battle going on. And it's been very difficult. It's been going on for years. You've been battling darkness. You've been battling very dark thoughts. You've been battling even discouragement and fear. You've been thinking uh, 
Well, the only solution and the only way out is to finish this. To, you know, you've been battling even with suicidal thoughts like, what am I doing? What's going on in my life? Why is it that I'm not able to work it out? But God says, I'm going to redeem all the pain that you have been through. I'm going to redeem all the pain that you have been through. So now the Spirit of God is lavishing His love on you. The Spirit of God is lavishing His love on you. The Spirit of God is lavishing His love on you. Shandrava, come on, pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. This is revival. I don't know what to do. Oh, holy, holy, holy. You're going to come into a season of realignment and greater boldness and greater authority you're going to see even great victories you're going to be able to win this battle there's a battle going on there's a case there's something i'm seeing in the spirit that you've been fighting through and you've been waiting on and you're waiting for a phone call and you're waiting for a turnaround you're waiting for a breakthrough and you've been praying you've been asking the lord how am i going to do it how am i going to make it through this and God says, I'm giving you the victory. I'm giving you the victory. The victory is yours, my daughter. The victory is yours. And even though it's been a long time waiting, I'm giving you the victory. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Touch your Holy Spirit. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord. Somebody with a broken. Maybe your, your, your shoulder or I, I see an injury. Injury. The Lord is healing injury today. So if you have it like an issue with your knee, yes, 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 thank you, Lord. Somebody with a, with a knee injury, if you, if you need healing, maybe you've been under a lot of pain and, and you don't know, maybe you need a knee replacement. If you need a knee replacement, come, come, come. Come Come on, pray in the spirit. Oh, so, 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 yeah, no, so, almost Wow, the anointing is so strong in this place. Come on, raise your hands. Holy, 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 you Lord. Spirit of God, I thank you for.
for healing and I thank you for a new replacement and I thank you for brand new knees in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus now now my sister I want you to jump come on you can do it sure there you go 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 and I want you to do this what's going on what's going on you're moving which is a miracle. Which is a miracle. <laughs> Why is it a miracle? Because uh, the, the doctors can't do anything. And so I've been asking God for a, a creative miracle for both knees. My back, my spine, which has been fractured, and issues. So your, your, your back, whoa, your back was fractured. So you had an accident, obviously. You had lots of accidents. When was the last accident? Uh, week last Sunday. Week last Sunday. So you had a, a fractured back, and then what happened to your knees? What happened? Was was it? Um, ACL that went wrong at the operation, then a fracture, then a fracture in this knee. So two fractures, two one operation went wrong. Whoa! So you couldn't do that, I guess. No. <laughs> I don't know. Come on, do it now. Shorobo. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Freedom. Oh! Come on, raise your hands and pray in the spirit. Come on, pray in the spirit. Whoa. You want more? I know you've been asking for more. <laughs> Give her more. You know, you are a mighty evangelist with your, the joy that you have is contagious. You go everywhere and you spread hope. You spread the love of Jesus. And the Lord says, you're my faithful daughter. And I've been faithful and you will be faithful. And I see that the Lord has given you a mandate to love on people. And people don't understand how you can love on them with what they see is limitations, but what God sees is potential. Come on, pray over her now. Holy, holy, are you Lord. Oh, holy, holy, holy. Where's the other gentleman who was standing here? What happened to you? Come over here. Do you have issues with your knee? In 1965, a nice bone on bone. Now is bone on bone. I thank you for healing him. I thank you for recreating and touching his knee in the mighty name of Jesus. Holy, holy. Touch him, Lord. In Jesus' name.
Go running around the building. Go running. Holy hog. Run. Run. Run, brother. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Holy hog. Come on, come on. Holy are you, Lord. What's going on? Well, I can't feel it like I used to. So turn around, turn around, turn around. Look at me. You had what? Sorry. You had your cartilage removed. Cartilage removed. In when? 1965. Okay. And you you were bone and bone. Well, once they remove the cartilage over years, the muscles relax and the bone goes on to bone. So you haven't been able to do that in a long time? Uh, not to that extent. Not to that extent. And now you're like a 15-year-old. Ish. Ish. Come on, let's do it again. Hallelujah! Come on, give Jesus the glory. Give Jesus the glory. Jesus, her hip. Come. What happened? Well, I have arthritis in my hip due to sickle cell, which I was born with. So I don't have, again, any cartilage in my hip. So when I walk, it's bone on bone again. And uh, do you have a, sh a, low, a shorter leg than the other one? Yeah, that one is shorter. Can we bring a chair, please? Holy, 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 yeah. Uh, you Lord, sit over there. Can you remove your boots, please? Can we have a cloth, please? Where's a cloth? Yeah, now come on, pray in the spirit. I want you to stretch out your legs, both of them. Spirit of God, we thank you. We give you praise in Jesus. I want you to sit up straight. Come on, pray in the Spirit. Holy, holy, holy. Can, I, can somebody hold the mic here? No, it's okay. He can hold. He can hold. Which one? This one, right? This one, this one, yeah, I can see. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, grow, 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 grow in the mighty name of Jesus. Grow, grow. It's done. Come on. Stand up. Now, Spirit of God, I thank you for the carnage that has been replaced in the name of Jesus. Come on, begin to pray in the Spirit. Spirit of God, I want you to put your hands. 
and I'm going to release healing. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, touch both of her hips. In the mighty name of Jesus, healing is for the children of God and is the bride of God's children. So I release it now. Now I want you to jump. Come on, shorro boro What's going on? What's going on? It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. I, I'm not flexible in my leg. You're not flexible. Not at all. No. Not at all. No. And now you can do that. Yeah. And I can move. You can move. Come on, give God the glory. Jesus, holy, 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 touch her in Jesus' name. Injuries, any kind of injury, any kind of injury, come over here. Jesus is going to heal you. Jesus is going to heal your injury. Stand right there. Shoromaha. Aha. Aha. Lema Sotoromaha. What's going on? You have a fractured bone there. For how long? About two months now. Two months. Come on. I want you to pray in the spirit. Shorobo. Lord. I thank you for healing the fractured bone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Touch it now. Touch it now. And rebuild it in Jesus' name. Anybody else? I had a a fracture there for about a couple of months. So it's still, it's it's all right. I can't do it. Stiff. Close your eyes. Give me your hand. Spirit of God, come and touch his hand now and heal the injury in the mighty name of Jesus. No more pain. Come on. No more pain in the mighty name of Jesus. No more pain. Come on, pray in the spirit, pray in the spirit. Holy, holy, holy. What happened? It's all right. Come on, hallelujah. What happened? I know it's just. It's not hurting like it was hurting before. Now move it like this so they can see it. Look, look, praise God. No pain, no fracture. Hallelujah! Holy, holy, holy. What happened to your? This was all swollen and now it's 
What, what happened? So, um, before I dropped I make wedding cakes that I sort of do for a living and I'm a comedian. And I dropped a wedding cake, a wedding cake on my hand and I just carried on and carried on. And in my wisdom, I even went weight training. So it was swollen? Swollen. And, and you couldn't move that finger? You couldn't move it? The thumb? Yeah. Now? And now I can. Look at that. Move your thumb. Come on. Look at that. Say hello to everybody. Oh, hallelujah. Now you'll be able to hold things better. Yeah, we need our thumbs, don't we? Yeah, we so do. Hallelujah. What happened to you? Yes. Yes. Lord, use him mightily for your glory. Bestow him with greater power. The Lord says, don't be concerned about the times. Don't be concerned about the provision. Don't be concerned of how you're going to make it and what's going to happen next. God says, look up to me. I have I have taught you all these years to rely on me and trust me. I want you to carry on with the same faith I baptized you when you came into the kingdom. That same faith is coming back to you to do the extraordinary and the crazy things you did in the past. And you're going to be even more aggressive and more bold. Come on, pray in the spirit. You have an injury? Could you tell them what happened, like your diagnosis? Can you tell them, please? Yeah. Hi, everybody. Isn't God good? He's working miracles today. Um, I was born with uh, a disease of the bones, and it's called...